welcome to this edition of It's New Orleans. Mitch Foreman on the piano. Hey. How's it going? Mitch, how's it, go? how's it going out there? Yep. Mitch is in our studios. And uh, we're Everything's here. fine here at the Inno Studios. Very good. And we're here live uh, on Magazine Street at a store called Basics Underneath, which sells lingerie. We're sitting here surrounded by lingerie. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in the moment. In the meantime, just a brief... Um, idea of what we're doing here. It's New Orleans is a show kind of about New Orleans, but more really about the people who live in New Orleans. New Orleans is about the only city in the world where if you're walking past somebody on the street and uh, you don't say hello to them, they assume there's something wrong with you. And that's what this show is about. This show is about the conversations that people have in New Orleans and the kind of people who have them. It's about people ordinary and extraordinary and sometimes both together. Our guests today are uh, T. Eva Perry, who, how would you describe yourself, T. Eva? Oh, Bayou and New Orleans girl. And New Orleans girl? <laughs> yeah, and the Bayous mix. Where, from what Bayou? Cultures <laughs> from the city to the country and from the country to the city. And you're famous, of course, because you make pralines and pies. Yes, I do. Lots of pralines and lots of pies and Creole cuisine foods. Okay. For many people around the world, inside of New Orleans and outside of New Orleans. And if Mitch come down, he'll have some pies and pralines. All right. And we're going to talk about what exactly is a praline and the, uh, what you do more exactly in just a little while. We're also joined by Peggy Grundlach, who is um, one of the people who works here at Basics Basics Underneath. underneath. Mm -hmm. So, how long have you been here since the store began? Did you start? No, no, I didn't start at the beginning. Maybe about five years. So, you've been selling underwear for five years. Mm -hmm. So, you know something about undies. I I know a little bit. We'll get on to that in a minute, too. And also (laughs) joining us is James Hayes. The um, What would you describe yourself as? A rock musician? Yeah. Rock musician with a band called the Lovey Doveys. Yeah. Very good. We were hearing a couple of songs from you. Uh, you, You've been in town for... How long have you lived in New Orleans? Um, My whole life, born and raised. Since Uh, I'm 24, so since 86. So you were born in 1986? Yeah. Conceded someone sometime in 85, though. What's that? Conceded. (laughs) That's about the same year you started baking probably? Pretty specific. Just about that time. Exactly. So, um... Mitch, how's it going in the studio there? Everything's cool back there? Everything's good. What, what, what have you been up to, Mitch? So tell, us, tell us something about you, seeing this is the first show that we're going out live with here. Oh, well, uh, I've been busy. I play piano. I've been playing some gigs around town. And I do a little bit of writing for some TV shows. And uh, just kind of hanging out. Life is good. All right. Well, we can discuss whether or not that's accurate in a minute. First of all, ah. let's uh, let's move on and start off with a song. What do you think about that, kids? Okay. James, <coughs> you're first up here today. Right. James is, uh, has a band called the Lovey Doveys, but the rest of the band aren't with us today. We're just going to do this as an acoustic set. Well, when I say set, song, perhaps song, more accurate. Yeah. Tell us uh, what, what song you're going to do. Um... This one's called Mike and Chris. It's of our uh, uh, an EP coming out uh, in uh, December, I think. Okay, not far off. Then. Not far. All right. No, no. Mike and Chris from James Hayes of the Lovely Dovies. <laughs>
All right. Very nice. Mike and Chris off the forthcoming Lovey Dovey ZP. Just how do we spell Lovey Dovey, just for the record? L-O-V-E-Y-D-O-V-I-E-S. L-O-V-E-Y-D-O-V-I-E-S. Lovey Dovey's. Yeah. Okay. Who are Mike and Chris? What's that, Mitch? I want to know who Mike and Chris are. Mike and Chris are two brothers that live in Sterling, Virginia. Um, they're just friends of ours uh, from, a, from a band called uh, Pygmy Lush. They were a band called Page 99. It was uh, two brothers that were in these really great hardcore bands, like really loud, crazy hardcore bands. and They were just great friends of ours. And did Mike manage well, to keep they, Chris they in line? They were deserving of a song. So. I, I mean, you know. What do they think of the song? Well, I guess I'll know when the EV comes out. Okay, they haven't heard it? Um, I think I played it for Chris, and um, yeah, you know, he liked it. All right. So the stuff that you're doing, it sounds a lot harder than this, though, than the, than the acoustic version. Um, what do you mean, like the it's, band? Yeah. So like more. Yeah, right. Well, get, I mean, you know, it's a lot louder when we play with the, right. with the full band, you <laughs> right. know. All right. Um, but, you know, they all start out nice and quiet. It's a nice song, isn't it, girls? Didn't you think? I enjoyed it. great. Nice yeah. Hey, thanks, ladies. Hey, Peggy, is this the first person who's played a guitar on the store here? I think it probably is. So, what are people normally thinking when they walk in here? They just are people are people serious? Are women serious about buying lingerie? Um, some are when they come in. A lot are really not quite sure what they're in for, but they know there's something they should be getting. What? Why do they think they should be getting it? Um, uh, I think that there's just a lot of marketing and. You know, just talk, Oprah. I think made a lot of people aware that they're wearing the wrong bra size. And really, mm-hmm. Oprah made people aware they're wearing the wrong bra size. I saw that episode. It's played. It's played. It's played a lot Did of times. Yeah. Eva, what bra size are you? Do you know? Of course, I know. That, what how, do you, how do you? How do you? How do you know? Why? How do you know? Can't you see? I'm not looking. I'm, I just, well, I want do, you to look do, so you'll know <laughs> what size you, to buy how, for my holiday present. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Love exclusive how do, how do you know what bra size you are? How do I know? Yeah, how because you, I buy my bras. I know what size. So I'm you just wearing. try them on. No, I don't try them on. So how did someone, I, I, did someone I, tell I, you? No. What I do, I take a tape measure and I take it and I measure it up around my upper part, which is mm. right underneath my bus mm. line. And if it says a 32, I know I'm to get a 34, so I'll have exactly the amount of room I need, I you see. know? Okay. Because, you believe it or not, your body have a tendency to build a fluid during the course of a day. So if you're having a bra on... Does mine build up for like, during the course of a day? Or I, well, <laughs> what size to, bra you wear? I, uh, well, I, I just personal I look like your bus is hanging right now. I can't <laughs> see them. <laughs> well, that's what I'm in here for. That's why I want to do the show in the lingerie store. Peggy, so that's that's how Eva does it. Is that how most women check out what bra size they need? Uh, I think Eva is probably more specific than a lot of women that so I've talked to. So what do most women do? I think a lot of women that I encounter try not to think about it. I think women in general build their lives doing so many things to not think about their own physique. Women are largely uncomfortable with their physique, I feel. So um, I think it's an afterthought. Even though it's. Sense. Really? They're uncomfortable with their own physique in the sense that. Well, I love with mine. You're happy with yours. Yeah, you're happy with yours. I have a beautiful lady. physique. Look at it. There you go. Why do you think I 
I'm showing it to you, Greg. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I'm hoping you that. see it's gorgeous. You can see <laughs> yeah. it is. But, but most people don't have that feeling about themselves. Uh, well, you know, the women that I deal with in general have things about themselves that they like, if, but people have insecurities. And, yeah. Um, are they going to think they're going to solve that with a lace bra or what particular I think style? They don't always know they're going to solve that, but I think, you know, I think people come to us because they think we could help them solve that, and typically we can. You know, it's just usually, um, I mean, I can generally size people by looking at them, um, and then it's a matter of understanding the person and their lifestyle and what works for them and helping women understand that their foundation affects how they feel about themselves as well as how they look. So are women buying lingerie in the store to, for themselves to feel good underneath the you know, T-shirt and jeans? I think that that's probably about 70% of our regular, the people that right. we see. Lots of people come for special occasions or date that? night or whatever they, okay, it what, might be. What's a special occasion for lingerie? Oh, it can be anything um, from an anniversary to a Monday. A Monday for some <laughs> girls. But what is that? What are they? That? Or you know, sometimes it's a weekend away. Sometimes people are shopping for something appropriate to wear if they're vacationing with friends, or because we have sleepwear too. You know. Okay. So what? I'm, but what I'm what I'm thinking is that that women have a different idea of what lingerie than men do. But now I'm wondering if we have thinking the same thing. You're talking about a weekend away or a special occasion. Sometimes yes, but okay, lingerie is a pretty fancy word for underwear. When it comes right down to mm-hmm. it, we feel that um, if you're going to wear it, then you might as well feel good wearing it. And if you look good too, all the better. So it's not just packaging for men. No, if, I mean that's sort of like the gravy. Okay. Our approach at Basics is that you do it for yourself because if you look good and you're happy with the way you look, then to me you'll feel better and in your own skin. And your man will know too. Yeah. Yeah, it's the like guy. the gift that keeps on giving. Right. Is what I always. Do think. men? Do you think men feel like that, James, about their underwear? I think the guys can tell when a girl's confident. You know, I think that's pretty obvious. But what about yourself when you're underwear? What my black boxers that I wear every day? What, <laughs> what do you mean? I think that's you, what you have a woman for, right? To think about that. I think more. we need a shop. We need basics underneath for men. Do you think that's right? in our growth plan, maybe? Right. So if a guy came in here is buying stuff for a woman, yes, typically, typically, or, typically yes, or, and we do get or that. someone about my size, or someone about your size. What What are men thinking when they come in here? Is what I'm getting at. Usually, I feel the men that we get here are associated with women who are already our customer. Okay. And they know the woman. They know that their girlfriend or partner likes our shop, so they oh, want to do something nice. And generally, I feel the men who come in um, just want us to help them out. Right. And so we do our best. So they're basically looking for something to make a woman feel good about herself because they know that she likes to shop here. So right, right, most right. guys aren't coming in here looking to buy something for their girlfriend or wife, suggesting that they need to look more sexy. Um, you know, I wouldn't. Pr- I wouldn't want to presume that. I always presume that they're doing something nice. Okay, that's my take. And then generally, I'm going to suggest. I'm going to ask enough questions that I can suggest something that a woman would really want to wear. Right, Tiva. What do you think about lingerie? Do you spend much time picking it up, or any of your friends do? Yes, uh, there's certain kinds you like to have for certain days. You know. You don't wear the same type of lingerie for everything on every day, you know what I'm saying? No. You have one, 
there's one right over there that I, that I would like to be wearing, like right oh. now while I'm on this show. Yeah. Uh, and it would be even greater if we were on TV with that. Yes, it would be. Right there, right. You know? black, yeah. What is that? It's a black, cool girl black outfit lace cougar outfit. Yeah, hot, what is the definition like of the word cougar? Yeah. Shrimpish color, you know. Shrimpless. Yeah. Shrimp colored cougar outfit. You're yeah. making it sound quite attractive. Yeah, you know, it's very inviting. Look at it. Dude. How much is that thing, I wonder? I, I don't know. How much would you spend you know, on that? I don't, no, I don't usually worry about the price for my lingerie. If really? I like it, I buy it. Wow, okay. Because usually when I'm looking at it, hanging there, right. I can tell if it's going to look good on me right. because I know 34. what looks good on me hanging up without putting it on. Really? You don't need to try it on. You it's just buy like that off, it's, off the hanger. It's like it was made for me. Wow, okay. And that outfit looked like it was made for me. Yeah, okay. The color what, what, is that, what, is that actually, what is that actually yeah. called? What is that called, that thing? That's a lingerie outfit. It's a pajama. It's a pajama and a, and a top, yes. Oh, it's, it's a top and bottom. It's a pajama outfit. Okay. And it's a lingerie outfit. I mean, you can lounge around with your husband or your boyfriend or, or even if you have guests i mean yeah. listen you can entertain in that outfit there really okay you really? Can really? Well, i can serve <laughs> you my great praline and pies yeah. in that outfit i think you'd oh, sell more pralines and pies you, you think so well guess market. what i'll try it when i leave the show <laughs> today good. okay okay i'll take that outfit with me okay hey mitch what about what, what about what sort of uh what sort of i have a song i'm gonna play for you it's called tell me a thousand times oh perfect mitch foreman
Okay, Mitch Foreman, thank you very much. Tell us something about Tell Me a Thousand Times. Is that an original or is that someone else's? Yeah, it's original composition. Um, it was on my, I have a band with a friend of mine, Chuck Loeb, and it was on our last record called, with the band's called Metro, and the record is called Metro, Ex- uh, Metro Express. You have trouble remembering the name of your own album? <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, that's okay. I'm a person of a certain age. Uh, you know. Very nice. Was it? Talk of, was it long, all the talk of lingerie. The lingerie just, you know, got your mind scrambled. What What was that inspired by, that song? Does the title mean anything? Um, the, you know, the title, it used to be called Fifths, which is, it's based on Fifths, musical inter- interval. Uh, yes. And then uh, somehow it got changed to Tell Me a Thousand Times. I, I guess it's it fits in with the lingeries. It's something you want to hear from someone. Over and over. Tell me a thousand times. Okay. I'm interested in pralines. Are you interested in pralines, Mitch? Have you ever had a praline? I, I, I've never had a praline, and I'm as confused as I am about bra sizes about what exactly a praline is. <laughs> I think there's a sort of a, um, a strange comparison between pralines and bra sizes, right, Tiva? Of course it is. So why don't you explain for those of us who don't know what a praline, what goes okay. into a praline, what is a one? A praline, it's a candy that uh, you eat. It's a, it's a Louisiana ethnic candy. It was one of the first candies that was made by women in Louisiana and they used to sell these candies to make a living from it. Well, much like you put it Like I do today. Right. I put the basket on my arm. They wore the basket on their heads with the pralines in them. And they sold them up and down Canal Street. And they went to the market with them and they sold them. So today, that was back in 1870-something, you know. When you say ethnic, you mean, you mean black women or Creole, uh, Creole women? Or? Uh, it's women of... All colors. Of all colors. So pralines, and they still right. women of all colors today. Uh, they're still making pralines and selling them in the 20th century. You know what I'm saying? 21st. Because the 21st century, because this is the ethnic candy of Louisiana, and it comes from a pecan. You know that you pick up off the ground that falls from a tree. A pecan. <laughs> yes. You know what a pecan <laughs> is. I know what a pecan is. Because yes. some people say pecan. Pecan. And it's right. pecan. Some you know, pecan. P-E-C-A-N. It's, it's pecan. pecan. So, yes. What? And it's not pralines. It's pralines. Okay. Pralines, not pralines. pralines. Yes. What right. does? I mean, just describe to people what does a praline look like? Because there's tons of people around the world who don't know, even around America. So, well, okay. It. It can look in many different ways. I'll tell you why. For the reason. Yes. Some people make it with vanilla, the pecan, the water, and the granulated sugar. And uh, it'll be uh, some pecan halves inside of a uh, sugar base. Right. So you it's, know, crystal it's sugar. sugar base. It's sugar yeah, and vanilla. Sugar, and vanilla and water. water. Yeah, that's one praline. Okay, but what uh, that's it? the one that the Frenchman made. He right. made that first praline. Mr. That, praline. That was his yeah, Mr. Mr. Frenchman praline. Yeah, he who made was, that who first was the praline. Guy? So it was invented by a man sold so by a woman. It was, it, it was invented by a Frenchman, yes. Not, his name wasn't Praline. I don't I know assume, what right. his name was. I wasn't even here at you that th- time. I wasn't on this planet. My parents wasn't even from. thinking about me really? at that time. Back when they invented the praline. Yeah. What is interesting, though, is that we still don't know what it looks like. Uh, am I going well, to have to today, describe it? I, 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 okay. No, I can describe my praline better than you can. I, I, I that's for so. sure. That's what I'm trying it's, to get. Uh, it's made with pecans, sugar, vanilla, cream, and butter, right. and a whole lot of love. And you put it in a pot, and you cook it 
until it's caramelized. And when it's caramelized, then you lay it, you grease some wax paper with butter, and you spoon it out on the paper, and it comes out very beautiful, and it comes like out me. It it <laughs> <laughs> like me, it I'm a pretty woman. Like it comes out looking gorgeous. like gorgeous. It comes out looking like a sort of a. How would you describe that though? It's flat. It's, 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 it's sort of an oval shape. It's an oval shape. And it looks some people like have an oval shape, and some have it. Uh, it's a round. Could be a round shape. You know, it's some people have a heart shape. Probably heart shape. Probably that probably it's a good different. name for a lovely Dovey's album. Heart shape. Probably heart actually. shape. Probably. Isn't it? I so make heart like shape. Probably at Valentine's Day. Yes. Yeah. That's the only time. Are they good sellers? They are very good sellers. I, I've been selling them for 30 years. Do you think it so works? The thing about pralines, 30 years, the thing about pralines is that they all taste different, even though everybody makes them with the yeah, same Yeah, everybody makes them different. Why do yours taste so well, much better, Well, maybe because I have more love for mine than anybody else. I can speak for me. I can't speak for us. Maybe with a whole lot of love. How did you start off making them? What gave you the idea to fall in love with the praline? Well, because of the fact that... It was being made in my family from before I was born. So it's like, what, gone on five generations now? And, uh, I mean, that was the candy that we had all the time. We didn't have any other candy to eat. That was the candy that we had to eat. The pecans fell from the tree. We picked them up. We brought them inside. And our mom and our grandmom, you know what they did? They had us to pick the pecans, clean them, shell them. And they made the candy, and we ate them. So now I'm making the candy so you can eat them. Where were you living at the time? In Siberia? Well, no, I wasn't living There's in nothing, Siberia. There were no candies? I was living right on the bayous, right about 30 miles on the other side of the Huey Long Bridge. they didn't have a shop? In St. Charles Parish. They didn't have a store that you could go buy, like a Mars bar or something? You never had oh, a... gosh. What? They had a store. That was a general store when I was a little girl so, growing up. But no. Uh, what was something better than homemade? This is homemade. Well, I didn't say this it was better. This is unique. Better. This candy I'm is not unique. It's better. I'm There's nothing that you in said a you store. Didn't have to eat a store-bought candy is nothing like a candy that no. your mom or your grandma would make at home for you to have. Well, in my case, I think I'd stick with the believe store. That. But Do you believe that, Mitch? <laughs> So I'm gonna send you some Greg's gonna give me uh Grant's gonna give me your address and I'm gonna send you some pralines, okay? That would be for a your Thanksgiving idea. holiday. Send her back to the studio. Oh my goodness. Be awesome. That would. And also, and also, you make those little cool little pies. Oh, you love those pies. I love pies. those pies. Whatever you that's know, in those. Uh, Mitch, I have a those. I have a pie that that Grant he can eat it each and every day for his dinner, breakfast, and supper. And it's my what is it? praline. It's my praline cream cheese pie made of Philadelphia cream cheese. He loves it, and he's been eating this pie for about twenty years now. I have, and I still look great. It's and incredible. he still looks great. It's, it's and he hasn't gained a pound. I haven't gained so a pound. So let me tell you something. One thing about still the wearing foods a, that I make, you don't get fat from my foods. I don't make fattening food. <laughs> That's why Grant that. is still wearing the same size lingerie yes. 20 years ago. <laughs> 34. That's right. I measured it myself this morning before I left the house. But the interesting thing about um, about lingerie is that this whole thing, this whole thing here in the store, is the, the slogan is get fit, mm-hmm. which is not the same fit that, that T.E. was talking about, which is getting fit from eating healthy. 
like sugar. Right, right. It's it's get fit right for a bra, right? Because I looked on your website, it says squashing is not fitting. Squashing is not fitting. Did you know that, (laughs) Jane? I did know that. Did you know that? Yes. You're not supposed to squeeze out either. I know. Really? Not supposed to squeeze out. No, no. It's an interesting picture. Squeeze. What does that mean? You mean your breasts it's overflowing? To see perfectly. Look your breasts can overflow. Now that's gorgeous. I'm not budging out. I'm not budging out. I'm not budging no. from the center. It's I'm not budging from the sides, and I'm not budging no, from underneath. No, she looks perfect. She looks perfect. It's really gorgeous, it's that bra. What, who, what? It's about my size. I could borrow that later. Yeah, I wanted to. Grant, I think okay. it's like you know, strippers probably are not fitted right for their bras. To put it in terms, you might. Okay, and yeah. what I haven't been. The well, top they're probably thing, fitted you know, right yeah. for their purpose. <laughs> right, yeah, that's right. Mean. It's all about having the right bra for the occasion. All right, so exactly. you're supposed to spill out of it if you're a stripper. I, that's what I'm. Typically, oh, if you're not a stripper, you don't want to spill out. Right. You don't if want you to be. Are, spilling you do. Out. Okay. Right. Unless you're entertaining in some other fashion. Right. When you go out to a, talking to be entertaining for dinner and so on, do people talk about underwear to you all the time? You know, surprisingly, sometimes people do. I'm not surprised about that because it is fascinating. I mean, I didn't even hardly think about it until we came in here today to do the show. Women it's at parties tell me, I have on the bra. I love it. <laughs> really? Or the panties. Same or the thing spanks. they tell you, James. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we think it's all intimate, although in the store the presentation is not so intimate. It's a normal thing. That's what we want to present. It's normal to look good. It's normal. It's normal to have something that fits you, that feels comfortable to wear, that you have can shop at and open. It's not tucked away in drawers. It's what did you do before this, before you got into underwear, as mm, it were? What did I do? Oh, I was at home. I had a home-based business. What was it? Entirely different. I was doing uh, machine monogramming. Wow. So people would want something monogrammed on their shirt or something like... Well, frequently baby panties, ironically enough. Baby panties. <laughs> no, but you know, sheets and towels and all kind of things. Well, talking of babies and lingerie, mm-hmm. I just had an interesting thought. Wait, are we talking about that? <laughs> not lingerie for babies. Well, yeah, you know what? It's not far off the mark there, too. Aren't you a member of the baby dolls? I am a baby doll. You are I'm a baby not. doll. I am a baby doll. Why don't you tell us a little bit about I baby know, dolls? I want to... Monogram my baby doll panties mm, for the next upcoming event. Yeah, so that would be great. I can't monogram anymore, but I'm sure I could embellish in some kind of yeah, way. Yeah, what uh, what monogram would you have on your baby doll panties for the next upcoming monogram parade? Oh, it's mighty fine to be a baby doll. That's so. Hey, what? That's so baby dolls. Just for people who don't know what's going on, are grown women like yourself who dress up like babies and parade around the city on Mardi Gras Day. Is that correct? Yes, they do. Good answer. They dress up like babies and parade around on Mardi Gras Day with the skull men. Uh, the Indians come out and the skull men come out. Do you know about the skull men and the Indians on Mardi Gras morning? No. Well, you have to be up very early in the morning, about five or so in the morning. Or and, still up, uh, in James's case. Or stay up all night and right. don't go to bed. And you're outside and ready for the Indians and the skull men and baby dolls when my birthday comes. Let's get back onto the baby dolls in a minute because that's an enticing subject that we haven't got to the bottom of, I believe. In the meantime, let's go back to James and have a listen to another song from the Lovey Dovey, shall we? Let's think okay. about that for an okay. idea, girls. Okay, you're listening to It's New Orleans live from Basics Underneath on Magazine Street, 5513 Magazine Street. And your website is basicsunderneath.net if you're looking to see pictures of what we look like in our laundry. Okay, just getting James set up here. James, what are you going to sing? 
I'm gonna sing one called Betrayed. Betrayed. Uh huh. Is there a story behind it, or should we wait till after? Uh, I'm sure you'll have a million questions about it after no playing. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> James Betrayed all my friends. I cheated on my woman. I lied to my You want to cry, Peggy? Oh, it's so terrible. Mm. Is it really make you sad? It's not real. Yes, Peggy, why do you? Why would you write that? <laughs> what makes you so sad, Peggy? Oh, he sounds so unhappy with himself. Because oh. he feels bad about himself. Yes. Nothing that the right lingerie probably wouldn't. I don't think lingerie could fix that. You don't have you don't have a good self-image. <laughs> I don't have the right laundry, I guess. You're so adorable. You shouldn't sing that. Thank you. You are, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Do you do you think when you hear a song like that that the guy means it, like James is meaning it? It sounded meaningful. Did you mean it when you write that song? Yeah. I mean it when I write anything. So do you feel that way constantly about yourself, that you have that you're the piece of piece of crap or piece <laughs> of scum, or is it just a bad day when you write that song? Um... I don't know if it was a bad day when I wrote it. It might have been a good one, you know. You did something terrible, and you have to forgive yourself. Right. You know, I guess that's a good way to, you know. Do you feel like that, really, though? Every day? Like, you feel like you're worthless? 
worthless. No, I don't. I mean, no, I don't think I'm worthless. I didn't see in the song that I'm worthless. <laughs> you think maybe, maybe no, when you that when doesn't you fit at all. Song, you think maybe when you were writing that song, mm-hmm. you were writing it for somebody, anybody, somebody else, uh, other people, some other people, maybe who was oh, like that. Do you know what I'm job. saying? Maybe right. uh, it's not yeah, for me. It's, it's for my friend. It's not for you. <laughs> right. Uh, no, no, it's just, I, I, <laughs> no, it's just a, a just a song, just a that's just how I write stuff, you know. I only write, you know, what you know. So, did you get into being a musician and a songwriter because you have a lot of stuff to say? No, I did like it for girls to get the chicks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And how's that working? Um, been with the same ones for seven years, so I guess it's, it's not working too well. Uh, you yeah, just well, picked up one, and then you have to. Well, that's all it was after. <laughs> well, that's true. But now you got to keep writing. I didn't realize there was going to be more after that. I thought that that was the one, you know. So has she heard that she song? Is, so. Yeah, she heard. She's heard that song. She knows. She knows all that song. And she wasn't. She she wasn't sad to hear I'm that. Sure, like, hey. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not her favorite. Really? Maybe I don't know. Does she come to all the gigs? Um, yeah, sometimes, no, not all of them. We play a lot, so it's hard. What's it like keeping a relationship together? We tour a lot, like so. That. Yeah, what's it like? I mean, you've stayed together for seven years, which yeah. is a long time. In a or six, place. I'm sorry, I must have been six years, I think. Going on seven. Well, we need it to be more accurate. Yeah. Future, but we'll just go with six for now. Then. <laughs> um, yeah, wait. Maybe sorry, you won't make it to seven unless you get the right ones right before you leave here. Right. I could definitely help you with that. Okay, cool. We'll do this afterwards. What is the secret to staying together? Uh, lots of sleep. Um, That's the secret to keeping a relationship together is to sleep a lot. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Well, don't write I a do book. A, we, we, do a, we do a considerable amount of sleeping, you know. So, do you? Yeah. Together? Yeah, sure. Are you talking about physically going to sleep or having sex? Is that no, what? I'm talking about, well, both, but uh, just then I was talking about sleep. But principally, sleeping. being asleep with somebody is a great way to maintain a relationship with them. I don't know. I like to take naps all day. So does she. It works okay. You know. So what does she do? Is she a musician too? No, she's not. She's a. She's actually like a, a school teacher. Okay, so she's kindergarten. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So she's not home during the day a lot to be taking naps. Uh, well, she's not. Uh, well, you know, she works like half time or part time, whatever you call it. Right. You know? At a kindergarten. How old is kindergarten? She's like a teacher's aide, huh? Is that how you met when you're? Uh, no, actually, she. Uh, no, that's how she got. My mom was a teacher. Right. And, uh, we started dating. You and your mom started dating. No, no, no. I was hoping me, and my, me and my girlfriend. And you guys are baby panties and dating my mom. I don't know what's going on. Sing one raunchy song and all of a sudden nobody's got. That was going to be hard songs. But so your mom's a teacher, and so you started dating your girlfriend. That's not that unusual. <laughs> So far, I'm not really getting the. Well, hold on, hold on. Uh, I forgot the question. Anyway, how did you meet the person? What's her name? The person you've been with for six years. Her name is. Uh, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it probably matters to her, but it doesn't matter uh, yeah, to I'm sure. necessarily. Okay. Uh, well, we met probably at a, a show. You know, I just haven't met everybody. Right. You know, through music and stuff. Okay, and so you 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 obviously live together, I assume. Yeah. Yes, and you're on the road a lot. In fact, you've been in South America. You were in Chile. Yeah, we did uh, South America for uh, March and April. And what do they make of you down there in South America? What do they make of us? Yeah, what do they think of the lovey-doveys? Uh, I think they they liked us. 
What's Spanish for lovey-dovey, by the way? Um, uh, I guess it would be pájaros amorosas, I guess, maybe. Okay. But that well, would just translate to lovey birds, really. You know? It does? Yeah. And uh, how come you speak such great Spanish? Because I lived down there for a while in the 90s. My mom moved down there. Right. She, um, like I said, she was a school teacher, mm-hmm. and uh, she was a school teacher here in New Orleans. And in the nineties, she got sick of it and uh, just took off. We decided to leave. That was when education was really pretty shocking. Yeah, I think that's what was going on. Was that the school system was just, you know, yeah, shot. Right. So she, uh, yeah, we just kind of pulled out a map and decided where to go. What? That was before Google. You had that. I was. Have a map. probably right around the time of, right. of uh, your mom Yahoo, had, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. So your mom had a map. Netscape. And, and she pulled out the map. Netscape. She pulled the map out and uh, said, let's go to Chile. And yeah, what well, about the yeah. nameless girlfriend? Was she uh, in the picture at that point? The what's that? Nameless girlfriend. Was she around? No, there? no, no. This, long this was a long nameless. time ago, yeah. Yeah, I lived down there for about five, six years, seven years. What did you do exactly, though? Um, well, I dropped out of high school. Yeah. And then I. And that, your mom's a teacher, and you dropped out of high school. Got a job school. waiting tables and playing guitar. Hey, can we just it. go back track a sec? Your mom's a teacher, and you dropped yeah. out of high school. Yeah. And well, she was cool with that idea. She was very cool with that being a teacher. You know. Yeah, I guess she figured what's she the figured, point, right? It's the whole thing's pointless education. I think so. Yeah. So you're so you're saying like, be cool, stay out of school is your message to the right. people. Right. Yeah. She right. let me get tattoos when I was like twelve or something. You know? Wow. She's, so she really did. She's a great mom. She was great. What was the first tattoo you got? Did it say mom? <laughs> Uh, no, but I do have one now that says "Mom." It's really small. I can't even read that. Yeah, and I have glasses on. I can't even see that. Yeah, that doesn't say much about your mom. When the other giant green thing is oh, it's an avocado. It's an avocado. Okay, dude. Yeah. All right. Now, why would you have an avocado? <laughs> it's, my, it's God's fat. I love avocado. You favorite. love avocado. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love fish and avocado. Do you have a fish tattooed on you? No. We could do that. Do you later. like fish? Yeah, I like fish. What's your favorite? I like avocado. What's your favorite fish? My favorite fish would be uh, whatever comes in, like fish and chips, whatever that is. Shark, oh, halibut, shark, isn't it? A shark, maybe. I'm nice. not sure what's I in fish and chips. Halibut usually is. But fish I, and chips. I, d- I don't think I would get like I like chicken. But I don't think I'd get a chicken tattoo. Chicken of the sea. Chicken of the seas. Exactly. <laughs> like Turn it. I don't think I would get a chicken tattoo on my arm, though. What made you... What what, what state were you in when you decided you're going to get a half? It's a, it's a I was on the beach in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after some what shows. State, what state of mind? Good question. Right. I can't remember the state... Did you wake up? Did you wake up in the morning and go, "Oh my God, I've got a no, no, no"? I did no, but I did think that it was stupid because I got it right when I got like we. So if you fly into Cancun, there's an island like forty something kilometers off the coast, and if you just get into Cancun and leave immediately, you hop on a, a boat. And that takes you to this island called Isla Mujeres. And then the first thing that you can see when you get into the island is like a tattoo uh, <laughs> shop. So, okay. So I just thought it would be funny to just get off the boat and get a tattoo on this little Caribbean island. Why wow, you and got then, a great sense of humor. And then, yeah, but then you, know, you get to like the, uh, the beach and we had like 11 days there. So it was stupid afterwards. <laughs> I just got in the water anyway. Well, it's not like it's permanent. It's only a tattoo. Right. Mitch Foreman. Yes, sir. Mitch Foreman, what does what a tattoo of an avocado make you think of? The lovey no, I, I need to see the visual. Okay. It's an well, avocado. It's a half avocado. It's a half avocado. Where is it located? It's on my arm. It's under the bicep, on the right bicep, and then underneath your arm it says, It's okay. 
Does it say that? Yes, it does. Well, I've got pretty good eyesight. That's pretty yeah. big. That's bigger than mom. Mom is like the size of my thumbnail, and it's okay. Is yeah. I don't know what. It's, it's yeah. large. Why does it's okay mean? I, I don't even. That's a that's a song by a band called Dead Moon. Um, but you know, there's lots of just. We've got, like we got a lot of stuff to talk about here, too, but we're running short on time. Mitch, I was thinking maybe yes. you'd like to play a little bit of jazz piano after that. I would love to. The song I was thinking of playing is uh, called Nostalgia in Times Square by Charles Mingus. Very nice. Here we go. Okay. Mitch Foreman. Thank you very much. Beautiful. What did you say it's called in Times Square? That's nostalgia in Times Square. Nostalgia in Times Square. What would you describe? Is it called, uh, is it stride piano or um, it's, it's It's my rag? attempt at stride. It's a sort of, is it a sort of a rag? Yeah, sort of. I was imagining like a tattoo parlor in New York City next to above <laughs> a lingerie store. Okay. Yeah, I was okay. thinking about like that. I was thinking about like that pajama set I'm looking at right now here at the Cougar. Basic Lingerie. The shrimp colored Cougar. Yeah, Cougar outfit, Mitch. It is so cool. And that music, I mean, it was right on time for that outfit. All right. With one of my delicious pralines, or it could have been with one of my 
gourmet crawfish pies also. Oh, well, even they make crawfish pies. So uh-huh. let's go back to Mardi Gras morning, okay? Oh, Mardi Gras so morning. So Mardi Gras morning, you okay. wake up at 5 o'clock and you dress up like a baby. And you dress up like a baby. How about that? And huh? how drunk okay, this are started you back, already at 5 This started back, as you know, back, uh, or if you read up on it, way back in the 70s, I don't know, in yeah. the 1800s. Uh, but Which the uh, 1970s what we're doing or the 1800s, now, what is that we what we're talking took about? What the, 1800s. The 1800s or the yes. 1870s? 1870s. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yes. Now, what we are doing with the baby dolls today from the baby dolls of yesterday, mm-hmm. I'm going to make it clear to you mm-hmm. so you don't go out here half cock, okay? Thank you. All right. The baby dolls of yesterday, they dressed up in these outfits and they put garters around their stockings so they raised up their little dresses you know and the men came along and for them to put some money into their garter so that's why they went out so early in the mornings the baby dolls back in those yesteryears back in the 1800s women in Louisiana you talk about or in New Orleans women that dressed up as baby dolls I don't know wherever they were but I know they were here in New Orleans and is it you get this off Wikipedia or is this handed down from generation to generation, the story. It was handed down from generation right. to generation because it's still going on. The only difference now, well, a big difference, I should say, we cleared it, we made it much better that today the baby dolls are business women. They are entrepreneurs. Well, that makes a big right. difference. Be quiet. Yeah. They are entrepreneurs. And what they do, they, it's a foundation now, the baby dolls. And they raise money. Among themselves, they give events, raise money, and they feed the hungry. They go to the senior citizen uh, homes, and they give out food and baskets. They go to the churches, and they give right. clothes. Well, I so guess now, you have to have it's some a very worthy cause right. to be a baby doll. So I'm very happy to be a baby yeah. doll today. Well, it would, uh, I guess I'm you have to have some sort of justification to dress up like a baby of when you're... Course. It makes you feel good because you're once, you're once, you're once a, a, an adult and you're twice a baby. So hey, right. that's the whole logic of a baby doll. Well, when you're a baby, you're dressed uh, as when a baby. When you're a baby, you're dressed as a baby. Mom. Then you become you. an adult. Then you so dress then, like okay, a baby. as you get older, you say a sixty or seventy year old woman. Right. So she's going back to her childhood days. So what's just she's for one, to just do? for one day a year? You're doing what's one the average? Year. What's oh, the average? No, we make it very, very fancy now. It's more than one day a year. Oh, you're doing a lot of dressing it up could, like a baby. Oh, guess what? We do shows at the House of Blues, different places. We have big shows. Baby dolls have big really? shows. We do dance shows and stuff. You should come. You can Okay, so what would I see? What would I see the baby doll show if I coughed up fifteen dollars or whatever? If you pay fifteen dollars to come and see the baby see? doll, yeah. they're gonna put a baby doll show on for you. Yeah, well, that's what I'm asking. What is it? Because I'm feeling a little Well, you're gonna see. Oh, well, guess what? You're gonna see some beautiful legs. Okay. You're going to see some nice tush. Oh, you're going to see some good stuff. Now, so I'm going to go to the House of Blues and I'm going to see well a, bunch of, together. a bunch of middle-aged or elderly women dressed up as <laughs> babies parading around on the stage of the House of Blues. Well, if you want to okay. think that way, yes. Does, yeah. does any okay. food, is there any food? Something wrong with that. <laughs> is there any food? Or is it just that's it? Some of them have on bloomers. You might not have seen a pair of bloomers okay. before. You get to see a pair of fancy bloomers with some lace or some ribbon hanging off the bloomers that it fits wow. all the way to their knee, you know, yeah. from the waistline to the knee. And a short dress 
will be like almost up to their waist. Who got you hooked on uh, dressing like a baby? Oh, who got me hooked on yeah. dressing like a baby? Your psychiatrist. Huh? The psychiatrist. <laughs> he thought it was a good idea. So I told him I would go along with it because I like being a baby doll. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I can see that you my like it. Psychiatrist said it was fine. So it went with my psychiatrist right. says fine. It's fine. You know. What Do I'm you saying? feel like a baby when you dress up yeah, like a baby? Yeah, just like a baby, and I have you my do. bottle with my baby yeah. nipple, and I have a pacifier on my neck. Yeah, okay. I feel exactly like a baby. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't Get it? Get all cuddly and everything like yeah. that. Uh-huh. Do you throw up on yourself and someone has to wipe Somebody you Somebody has to wipe it, yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Change my diet. Okay. We have uh-huh. to move along here as we're running out of time, but I wanted to try and squeeze in one more song. James, okay. maybe, do you have anything um, that would make Peggy, like, not cry this time? Or yeah, sure. Something <laughs> a little more positive uh, about yeah, life. Yeah, perhaps. you got that one. Okay, let me just get organized here. This is James Hayes from the Lovey Doveys. What is the song called? I'm going to do a cover of a Chris Bell song called You and Your Sister. Okay. Hang on a second. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Say my love for you is not real. Some lovey dubbies. Meanwhile, T. Eva, oh, you had put the phone down. Who was on the phone? <laughs> My business manager. Okay, that, I'm so sorry, James. The team had to take a call from a business manager. It was great. I don't have a business manager even. Do you have a business manager, Peggy? I think I'm my own, my own business manager. Yeah, well, you didn't call yourself at least in the middle of the show. Tiva, what did he say? Are you making a lot of money or you have a tax problem or what is that? Uh, it just uh, uh, she just told me to ask Mitch. 
is it possible that he could get me on one of the TV talk shows? Because, you know, I was on Treme, and she wanted to know, did he do some writing for Treme? Are you on Treme, the, the TV show? Yeah, Treme I had a speaking HBO. part on Treme. What was your lines? Oh, if I can well remember. Oh, I'm sure you can. Is it for business or pleasure? Mm. Uh, it was on the bus with Wendell Pierce. But I think my character... Uh, it should be done over again. You know why? Mm. Because they don't know who the lady on the bus was. It said the lady Not on the bus. Just the lady on the bus. Just the lady on the bus. Well, yes. you could do lady on the bus too, maybe. So maybe, maybe <laughs> I should. Yeah. Maybe I should. There's a whole series. I think they're doing another Need eleven some episodes. Feedback to Tremé about that. You know, well, we could write. I mean, everyone who's listening to this could write to HBO <laughs> and ask them if they could have T the lady on the bus back. We're running out of time rapidly. We have to wrap it up and go here. So I just want to say thank you very much, T. I'm located at 40 at 5201 Magazine Street, right at the corner of the far set. And uh, we open seven days a week, Monday through Sunday. I uh, see so you had to stop and think what came after Monday. Ah, uh, Sunday. Monday through Sunday. Monday. And what is the. Eva's famous old fashioned pecan pralines and gourmet pies. Dot com. That can't be a choice. What is the actual. <laughs> what's the website address? Okay, the website address is www.t-evapralines.com. T-eva. T-e-e-evapralines.com. And we ship all over the world to the four corners of the world, should I say? Please stop in and try some of T. Eva's delicious pralines and pies. Couldn't recommend Your it more uptown highly. Uptown praline shop. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Peggy, thank you very much. Oh, it's a pleasure. For letting us come into your store here and disrupt. Well, I don't think we disrupted too many people. No, I don't I think we didn't so. turn away too many women who were embarrassed to come and try on. I couldn't tell from here. Well, right we're now here. we're sort of hidden behind. The, what are these white things here? That's sort of like... Um, Those are all um, bridal. 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 Oh, well, that's, Chemises, you that's Lady on the Bus 2 material, I think. Exactly. We'll do that right. next time. Lady on the Bus 2. So thank right. you very much. And it's let's Lady talk on about the Bus Bachelorette. It's 5513 Magazine Street yes, in New Orleans. It's from Magazine in Jefferson, I suppose, the closest Jefferson's cross closest street. Mm-hmm. And your website is something difficult to remember as well. <laughs> basicsunderneath.net. Basicsunderneath.net. Had someone taken basicsunderneath.com or something? I'm guessing possibly so. I don't know why. Who okay. Why? I don't, well, I don't know. Maybe it's another basics underneath <coughs> somewhere. I don't think so. Maybe it's in Australia, basics down underneath. <coughs> or something. I don't <laughs> Okay, anyway. So I've got nothing to do with that. Basicsunderneath.net is a place to go to check out. And do you ship stuff? Sure. Okay. It's not an e-commerce site. It's just a viewing site. Right, just so you can look at w- women in lingerie. Oh, that's better. James, thank you so much. James Hayes. Thanks a lot. From the Lovey Doveys. L-O-V-Y-D-O-V-I. L-O-V-E-Y-D-O-V-I-E-S. And where can we find you online? On just on the Internet. Internet. I-N-T. You can look it up. It'll pop up. Okay. You have uh, you're on MySpace and you can download songs and, and purchase them. It's all over there. Yeah, very nice. Thank you very much. Good luck Thanks with so the new records coming out Thanks at the end of the year. Yeah. The new record's called. Uh, it's called Does. Lovey Dovey's Does. Okay. Thank you so much, you guys. Mitch, we're going to m- move out of here and uh, be back next time. Until then, Mitch Foreman. Alrighty. Nice to hang out with y'all. Thank you, see you very next time. much. Okay. Mm-hmm.